The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. edition got a nine gamer on tap for you tonight hopefully we have a nine gamer based on the weather but hope before we get into that you guys all had a great great weekend it's getting warm out here on the west coast we got the u.s open golf kicking off this week at pebble beach which will be an absolute blast but that's another podcast for another day called the always pressing pga dfs podcast come check that out uh later tonight jesse and i'm recording that one but again hope we had a great weekend quantage.com promo code bubba gets you everything you need for the rest of the mlb season for the All Sports First Month or a five day trial, use promo code Bubba. Get the rest of the MLB season for seventy four ninety nine. Get the member Discord, the tools, the articles, and much, much more. So come check that over at thequantedge.com. Also, come check out fantasysportsdgens.com. They got you covered in the Slack chat for NASCAR, soccer, WNBA, even, but basketball, baseball, golf, the worst. You name it, we got it. The golf chat's been cranking up the last few weeks. It should be popping off for the U.S. Open. Come in there, chat it up. Um, I'll talk more about that on the podcast later tonight, but. Uh, Come join us over there in the Slack chat if you have any questions there. But again, nine gamer on tap tonight. Real quick with your totals. D-backs, Phillies, nine and a half. Mets, Yankees, ten. A's, Rays, eight and a half. Cardinals, Marlins, eight and a half. Rangers, Red Sox, eight. Pirates, Braves, ten. Nationals, White Sox waiting on that total. It'll probably be eight and a half to nine at least. Just based on the matchup of Animal Sanchez and Odersmar Despagne making the spot start for the White Sox. Yet Cubs, Rockies, and Coors, eleven. Dodgers, Angels, 9. So you have 5 of the current 8 totals that we have are 9 or higher. 4 of the 9 are ten or nine and a half or higher. So there's offense aplenty, but there's also weather. And see how it changes throughout the day. But currently in the, in, in the Bronx, Mets at the Yankees, about 70% chances of rain. It decreases as the night goes on, but it's going to be pretty heavy most of the night, like 50% or more. So keep an eye on that one. That could be in trouble. Arizona at Philly, about 55% chances of rain. And then Texas-Boston starts off with like 10 to 15% chances, but gets heavier as the night goes on. So all could be very, very interesting. So keep an eye on those three games. We might be narrowed down to six or seven games instead of nine. But we have plenty to attack on the slate, so let's get it popping. You got three pitchers over 10K, and we got two that we'll take a look at. I know we have two. 
my bad, DraftKings is on is drunk right now. They have every Chicago White Sox pitcher in the book. If Lucas Giolito was pitching today, he'd be the most expensive pitcher on the slate. Wrap your head around that. It's true because he's worth it, but just wrap your head around that. But Chris Sale, 10-9 at home against the Texas Rangers. Chris Sale's back, folks. He's going to have some bad outings here and there. There's no sugarcoat in that, but right now he is back. He has been absolutely outstanding to start uh, the, the last few months here. He's got a strikeout rate of uh, 35%, a swinging strike rate of almost 15%. The uh, Texas Rangers strike out 25% of the time versus left-handed pitching. They have a 2.18 total lowest on the slate. Lefty's 255, righty's 278. Again, you got to make sure the weather is good in that one, but it's a very, very solid spot for Chris Sale, whose last few starts, 51.5, 21, 16.5, 20, 44, 41, 34. Chris Sale's back. He's not dominant in every start, but he's not killing you in starts. Giving you a really good run out there. There's a lot to like with Christopher Sale. If you want to drop down 500 bucks, though, you might get the best pitcher in baseball this season. I'm going to clarify that with this season. But Hongjin Ryu has been absolutely filthy. A 101 ERA at home, a 178 ERA on the road. He has 22 or more DraftKings points in eight of his last nine games. He has been absolutely outstanding. And he goes up against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim team with a team total of four. Lefty's 242, righty's 261 off Ryu. And an Angels team with a 310 well and a 160 ISO. First left-handed pitching. That's average at best. The thing with the Angels, they don't strike out a lot. That's something we know. It's always been that way. They have a strikeout rate less than 17% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Ryu, 24% strikeout rate. Almost 50% ground ball rate of his own. He's in a phenomenal spot. Um, when you look at Ryu, you look at a guy that... Uh, where did I put it? He's right here. He's he's racking up the strikeout surprisingly with his, his strikeout rate, but uh, you know two his last start against Arizona, but you know seven three five nine six six ten nine. He had a stretch there where he's striking out everybody under the sun. So maybe he can get to the Angels, maybe he can't. But at ten four, very interesting play, very interesting pivot for five hundred dollars left off of Chris Sale, the highest priced man on this slate. And then I'm gonna throw in a nine nine hundred dollar guy because I have nobody left till the eight Ks that I like. But Charlie Morton. At 99, he's like the forgotten son on almost every slate. People forget just how good he's been. But his last three starts, 32.8 at Detroit, 25-4 against Minnesota, 31-9 at Cleveland. Yes, those offenses aren't great. But then a 10-2 at New York, back to 25-7, 16-27, 23 at Boston. The dude's been absolutely filthy at 9900 bucks At home against the Oakland A's, yes, the Oakland A's offense can be good. Not hiding that one at all. But they also strike out almost 21% of the time versus right-handed pitching. And Charlie Morton's a minus 225 home favorite at this point in time, where Chris Sale's a minus 250. So they're both heavy, heavy favorites. So win, it, win equity is in your favor, and he's $1,000 cheaper than uh, Chris Sale. Morton's got a 30.5% K rate and a 52% ground ball rate. You got an Oakland A's team with a 3.25 team total, second lowest on the slate. Uh, they have a 311 Woba, which is average at best, and a 174 ISO is not bad. But lefty's hitting 291, righty's 251 on Charlie Morton. I think Charlie Morton, out of the three guys up top that I like, he could be the, the contrarian pivot to, if, if you're worried about ownership, he's the angle to go to up here. But all three are really good spots here. The way I rank it out is I got Hungjin Ryu, because I'm just not getting off that bandwagon until it just completely derails. And then you got Chris Sale, and you got Charlie Morton. But I think if you want to be super contrarian up top, you go Chucky, and you get the discount with him, and you enjoy it. I think that's, that's the angle you go with on this slate if you're paying up for pitching. All right, if you get in the middle here, you got a couple options. Animal Sanchez, yes. Animal Sanchez, 8100 bucks. He's at the Chicago White Sox. His two starts since returning from the IL. He faced Atlanta, six shutout innings, seven Ks for 30.3 points. 
Then he faced the Chicago White Sox, five and a third, one earned. That was a solo home run, seven Ks as well for 21 DraftKings points. Back-to-back good starts, back-to-back seven K starts. And again, it's a White Sox team he just faced. That's sometimes good, sometimes bad. But what is good about it, and we talk about it time and time again with the White Sox, yes, they can sneak on you with you know some power bats here and there, but they strike out a ton, almost a 27% strikeout rate versus right-handed pitching. And when Anibal's coming back, getting the strikeouts he's getting, that's great. He limits hard contact, but does give up a lot of fly balls, so keep that in mind, and it is in Chicago. So the ball can fly quite a bit. Uh, lefty's 357, righty's 275 versus Anibal. So outside of Yohan Moncada, honestly, there aren't a ton of lefties I'm scared of in that lineup. I think Tilson's a lefty. You have Daniel Palka. I think he went back to the minors, actually. You got Yomer Sanchez. But most of their big threats are from the right side of the plate where Anibal does succeed. And on the season, the White Sox are 307 Woba, a 156 ISO versus right-handed pitching. So Anibal's always, you know, sketchy. He can be a pain in the ass to watch. He can make his blood pressure rise. I get it all. But he's also last year put in great, great runs. Uh, and we're seeing it coming off the IL this time. Things are looking good. It's still a short stint. It could all blow up in our face. It's tough to be good consistently when all you really are, for the most part, is a fastball and a changeup and an occasional other off-speed pitch. But you're focusing on, you know, you need to locate that changeup very, very well to be very, very effective. And then mix in your slider curveball. He's got one of the two um, at this point in time. I'm blanking on it. But, uh, yeah, that's what you want to look at right there. Uh, the other guy, Masahiro Tanaka, coming off the paternity list. There's a big O next to his name on DraftKings right now. So that might deter people from playing him, which is fine. But you got Tanaka at home, who's been much better. A 3.02 ERA, averaging 18 DraftKings points per game at home this season. And you look at his game log, and it's not pretty. 4.1 at Toronto, 12 against San Diego, but then, you know, an 18, a 23, a 28. Back to a 14, 11, a 1, then 28. Tanaka's very up and down. As we know, he's been that way forever for us. He's more of a second-half pitcher than a first-half pitcher. Well, good news is we're getting closer to the second half. And you got a New York Mets team strikes out almost 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Tanaka, minus 185 um, favorite in this matchup. That's the third highest favorite on the slate. So that's outstanding for a $7,900 pitcher. I, I know it's, the, it's not the end-all, be-all, but it's one way to definitely look at things. Because if you can get the win equity and hopefully lock in four points out the gate and then throw in some strikeouts because they're a heavy strikeout team, Things slowly go in your direction. Sure, the Mets' offense is hitting better. Tanaka does give up 41% hard contact, which is huge. It doesn't give up as many fly balls as he used to, but it's more like when he gives them up, they go a long, long ways. And that's the thing with Tanaka. So he might not give up a lot of fly balls because he has a 46% ground ball rate to go with a 21.5% strikeout rate, but the fly balls go a long, long ways when it happens. You have a Mets team with a 4.3 team total. Lefties 323, righties 283, and the Mets are bringing a lot of good lefties to the plate. McNeil's a scrappy little base hit guy. You got Conforto, he's heating up. Dom Smith's heating up. And then it kind of goes away, though. So it's like there's guys that can scare you. You got Pete Alonzo from the right side. Todd Frazier's heating up. He's on the right side. He'll love going back to the Bronx. So on and so forth. But you have options there with Tanaka. 310 Wobo, 163 ISO for the New York Mets versus right-handed pitching. So Tanaka is in play for you tonight at 7900 bucks. Nice, cheap option. In this mid-K, mid-7-8K uh, range, you got Sanchez 1. Tanaka too. Now let's talk some punts. Sandy Alcantara, sixty-nine hundred bucks at home against St. Louis. Not not my top punch, but he is a punt nonetheless. So I need to uh, offer him up to you. He is pitching at home, where he's been a completely different pitcher from the DraftKings perspective. Averaging seventeen point seven DraftKings points per start at home compared to seven point two on the road. Coming off a road start, ironically, at Milwaukee, where he got twenty-four DraftKings points. He had fifteen at home against the Giants. Scuffled on the road against Washington, but then 43.5 at home against the Mets. Other previous home starts struggled against Cleveland, but then 12-7. 
it's a roller coaster ride with Sandy, but he's been much better of late. And again, facing a St. Louis team that's just, I don't know what their deal is, to tell you the truth. They have a really good offense that's just not producing. They strike out 22% of the time versus Ryan and pitching. Sandy's not a huge strikeout guy. 16% K rate does walk too many guys. But 47% ground ball rate limits the hard contact, which is very, very good. And, you know, St. Louis, a 4.45 team total. It's, you know, sixth lowest on the slate right now. Lefties do it 328, righties 317 off Sandy. But, you know, again, this is where I was saying the Cardinals' offense is confusing. They have a 319 Wobo, which is, yeah, okay, not great, but okay. And only a 160 ISO versus right-handed pitching. So they're not really tearing the cover off the ball. They're in pitcher-friendly Miami. He's at least on the radar at $6,900. Problem is, uh, there's two other spots I'll probably go through tonight if I want to save some cash. One being you, Darvish, and I'm wondering how chalky he's going to be because, A, he's been much better of late, but, B, the contrary side of things, it's in Coors Field, and that scares. That's almost like an automatic X out for people. On the season, you, Darvish, has a 5.89 home ERA, a 3.64 road ERA. Again, Coors Field. He has faced the uh, Rockies once this year, five and a third, two earned, three walks, five Ks for 14.4 points. Walks have been his issue, but you look at Darvish's numbers of late. 15 against Colorado, 19-3 against St. Louis, scuffled against Cincy at home, but then 17-3, 27-17, 27-15-23. You give me 15 or more at 62 in Coors, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'll take that ride there with you, Darvish, all day long. But it is Coors Field, and the Rockies coming off a big road trip. They start a seven-game series at Coors. We're going to talk about them every freaking day, which kind of sucks because I hate Coors because it's just it's Coors. And it's going to start getting warm. So it's going to get really stupid out there. But it is a rocky team that strikes out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching. It's Darvish versus Marquez. Darvish 26% carry, but again, 15% walk rate, which is terrifying. But what I like about Darvish and Coors, and again, i got to keep saying it. I know you guys aren't dumb. You guys listen enough. You care about baseball. You know the stuff here. But, you know, a 50% ground ball rate is great in Coors. A 32% hard contact rate is great in Coors. But it's Coors. So we can only line up what we can know. If Darvish just gets destroyed in Coors, so be it. But for 6200 bucks, we literally have a guy with 20-plus to 30-plus point upside for $6,200. Like, it's just, I have a feeling it's going to be chalky. And it might not be good to play a chalky pitcher in Coors. So I can definitely take me off of him. But it's in play. It's in play at 6200 bucks. We've been playing Darvish when he's cheap. And we've been rolling those dice. It's been paying off lately more than it hasn't. But $6,200, you really got to pay attention to that. And then the last guy I'm going to look at here at $5,200 is Joe Musgrove of the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, he's at the Atlanta Braves. He's been better on the road than at home this year. 3-2-9 road ERA. He's faced the Braves once this year. Eight innings, three earned on two home runs. Six Ks for 24.4 points. That was his last start out. Prior to that, a 7.7, a minus 5, a 17, and then a 28. So very up and down season for Joe Musgrove. Very, very up and down and now that he's going to be in Atlanta, it's scary. It's scary, but it's $5,200 scary. Kind of like the, the Darvish thing we just talked about. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, oh, no possibilities here. But also a lot of yes, yes at 5200 bucks. You know, we had we had Ronaldo Lopez at 45 yesterday. I was talking about it in the chats that that was a play. Because he had just as much upside as Freed at 7100 bucks. Take the savings. And Ronaldo dealt. You got Musgrove facing an Atlanta team with a 22% K rate um, on the season versus right-handed pitching. Musgrove's got an 18% K rate, a 44% ground ball rate. Just got to keep the ball in the ballpark. When he gives up the hard contact, it's very, very hard. Uh, Atlanta has a 5.4 team total. It's the uh, third highest total currently on the slate. Lefty's only 312, righty's only 298 versus Musgrove. It's just he, he kind of gets that big inning. Like I mentioned, two home runs his last time out. 
When you look at a few other starts of his of late, let me pull a game log back up real quick. It was two home runs last time, three home runs to start before, uh, a zero home run, a one, but then like his really good start to zero, a zero. So it's a matter of he either walks too many guys or he gives it the long ball. When he puts it all together, things are juicy, juicy good. So we'll have to keep an eye on that when it comes to uh, Musgrove. But at 5200 bucks, he's on the radar for me. So recapping your pitching, all the way up top, you got Hung Jin Ryu, Chris Sale, Chucky Morton. In the middle, Animal Sanchez, Masahiro Tanaki, Tanaki, Tanaka, sorry. My allergies are killing me. I'm on some medication for those, and it's five, not even 5 in the morning yet. Um, and down below, Darvish, Musgrove, and Alcantara. So some really good-looking stuff there, actually, on a site like this. But again, watch the weather as it won't be the end-all, be-all. All right, looking at the bats on this nine-gamer catcher's position. He could go to El Garri. 5100 bucks at home against the New York or against the Mets and Jason Vargas. I've been using Vargas of late. I'm not using him against the Yankees. A, I usually don't like to use guys that go and throw like 120 pitches on their next start. I'll be looking at Vargas' next time around. That'll be happening for sure. But currently at this point in time, you got a Yankees team with a 5.7 team total. Lefties 299, righties 339. What's weird about the Yankees, they only have a 300 Wilba and a 146 ice over left-handed pitching. Like, if you want to go full YOLO, you can go Jason Vargas. I don't, I'm not going to tell you not to. That's a full YOLO play with, with potential. I'm just not doing it. And El Guerri at 51 is in play. Yeah, Contreras and Coors, that's worth a look. Or Caratini, depends on who starts there. But dropping down to some cheaper options. If you want to play the home run game, Wilson Ramos at 4K versus Tanaka could come into play for you. Going down farther, like Elias Diaz at 36 versus Kevin Gossman. I like a lot. Gossman has been getting destroyed of late. Diaz is very streaky. It's kind of a boomer bust play. Probably not cash game viable. But at 3,600, he's worth a look. You got a Pirates team with a 4.16 total against Gossman. Lefties 303, righties they're hitting 335 versus Gossman of late. And Gossman's just getting his poop pushed in lately. It's been bad. Really, really bad. So Diaz at 36 is in play. But going down cheaper, like a Tony Walters at 36 versus Darvish and Coors, nice cheap option. Brian McCann at 35 versus Musgrove. We mentioned uh, the ability to take advantage of that. So a couple nice cheapies. For you there in the mid-3K range, Matt Wieters, if he's starting for St. Louis at 33 versus Alcantara, he'll be in play for you as well. Otherwise, check some lineups. You'll get some hit-and-miss options throughout there If um, and, and see who's pitching for, for Oakland because I'm seeing mixed results on that at this moment in time. Let's go back and see what we got here. It doesn't help that DraftKings has every Chicago White Sox pitcher under the sun in this thing right now. So it really clogs up the uh, the list of pitchers Oakland has, is that, oh, they're doing like an opener strategy. Tanner Anderson's coming up from AAA Vegas. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. See how that turns out. It's only 4K, but uh, see see what really happens there because I don't know if that's the end-all, be-all in that situation. All right, let's go over to first base. We got Josh Bell at 57. He's quieted down a bit, but Kevin Gossman could be the cure for that. That's a really good spot there. You got the red-hot Jay Bruce against Clark um, of Arizona at 55. Both good looks. Freeman at 54. But you got Anthony Rizzo and Coors. It's like, okay, you got Bell, Bruce, and Freeman in good spots. Or you just go to Coors with Rizzo. I know it's Marquez. Marquez is good, but it's Coors. It, that's just the way I look at it. But uh, if you want to pay up, you can because Freeman, Bruce, and Bell are in great spots. I prefer probably Freeman and Bell in their matchups. Freeman's been like white hot of late. When you look at his, he's averaging 12 points over his last 10, 8, 5, the last 2, but then 27, 16, 4, 26, 9, 16, 8. Really putting together consistency, so I don't hate that at all. And yeah, the thing with the Cubs, they, they had the Sunday night game and they flew to Colorado. Could be a slow start for them there, but 5300 for Rizzo and Coors versus Marquez in play. Or you save a little bit more 
and you go to one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball, and he's quieted down of late. He's only averaging 5.5 over his last 10. 0, 6, 2, 3. Really letting guys down with Cody Bellinger at 51 versus Griffin Canning is interesting. You got Daniel Murphy at 5K and Coors versus Darvish. So lots to like up top. If you want to go 5K and above, I look at Rizzo and Coors, Freddie Freeman versus Musgrove, and then probably drop down to like a Murphy or a Belly. But uh, that Rizzo Freeman would be like my top two options up top there. But when you drop down, Luke Voigt at 44 versus Vargas is in play. Uh, Matt Adams versus Despania. You could hit lefties versus Despania was a big, big thing uh, when Despania was up last year, obviously making his first start this year. There's a lot to like with lefties versus Despania. So Matt Adams at 42, nice cheaper option for you there. I got no problem using the fishing in the night. Had some of them yesterday. I've used them a lot lately because they've been cheap and productive. Um, they have a team total of above four, but lefties 303, righties 403 off Michael Waka. So a guy like Garrett Cooper, who's been putting it together of late, he's 4200 bucks. He's in play. With Miami, though, like Brian Anderson, I can one-off. I can Some some of the times I can one-off, it depends on your lineup build. I'm not going to say don't do it. But with them, for the most part, I want to stack. I want to stack and go from there. So uh, Garrett Cooper at 42 is in play. Uh, Ryan McMahon, if he's in the Colorado lineup, he's first base, second base eligible from the left side at 4,200. Some nice savings for a nice Colorado bat. I mentioned Dom Smith earlier, likely in the lineup with the DH tonight. First base outfield for the Mets. He's 4K versus Tanaka. So definitely some options if you choose to save some cash down here that you can utilize. Um, other than that, you know, nothing. Matt Olson at 36 is valued. It's Charlie Morton, though, so I respect the hell out of that. So it's tough value to say the least. Second base uh, gets interesting. Like, yeah, Bote and Coors, I don't feel like paying that tonight against Marquez, but Cattell Marte, nice GPP play at 47 versus Eikhoff. When you look at the D-backs against Eikhoff, Eikhoff's been very hit and miss this season. And Arizona's lefty's 323, righty's 306 versus Eikhoff. So a guy like Cattell Marte in Citizen Bank Park at 47, good GPP play in that matchup. Got DJ LeMay, who's always GPP relevant for us at 45. I like that quite a bit. Uh, but again, Ryan McMahon at only 4200 bucks. I know McMahon's been super streaky. But, you know, you get him back to Coors. We're on the season. He's hitting 253 with a 453 slug. Averaging over seven DraftKings points per start at home this season. Not a must play at all, but a $4,200 play in Coors. You can take advantage of that for sure. Uh, a few other options for you. You know, I've been writing up Brian Dozier a lot. He's more expensive tonight. And it's not a lefty, so I'll probably avoid that. But if you need to go crazy, you can. Like Adam Frazier, thirty nine hundred bucks. He's leading off for Pittsburgh. Is a good play if not Kevin Newman at thirty eight. Both my nice values versus Gossman. I think Pittsburgh is going to be a very good angle on this slate. We'll talk about that more in the stacks. But I'm going to keep picking on Kevin Gossman. He's been really really bad. That Pittsburgh offense, not a great one by any means, but they can be very very surprising and put up runs in bunches when they get going. So we'll talk about that in a bit. But don't sleep on some value there. Michael Chavis has been ice cold, so I'll pass on that until I see some improvements there. But Jeff McNeil at 36 in a GPP. Cesar Hernandez leading off at 36. I can get there. Those are probably more stack pieces. If I'm one-offing there, I prefer Cesar Hernandez over Jeff McNeil. McNeil, Cash, Cesar, GPP type stuff. But uh, definite upside if you choose to look around and do that kind of deal. Um, other than that, we'll see what pops up later. Heading over to third base, you got Anthony Rendon at 56. Interesting play when you can get Arenado for 100 less in Coors. But Eduardo Escobar, again, the Arizona Diamondbacks not running to play them, but similar to Pittsburgh, could be an interesting stack. They both have, they almost have the same total as Pittsburgh. Both very, very intriguing plays we'll talk about here in a bit. But uh, Escobar at 53, priced up, could be a good play for you tonight. 
going down from Escobar. You got the likes of maybe Chris Bryant and Coors, but Austin Riley versus Musgrove at 5K is very intriguing. But what I like, I mentioned him a lot last week on this show in write-ups. I've been rolling with him. He's averaging 10.7 over his last 10. He has four home runs over his last 10. He uh, put up a zero yesterday, but then a 16-3, He's the left-handed third baseman for your Pittsburgh Pirates, Colin Moran. 4600 bucks versus Gossman. I think it's a very, very good play because no one plays him. Every time I played him, it's been less than 5%. And I get it. He, he had a couple zeros there, but way more good nights than bad nights. He's surging right now. Take advantage of Colin Moran while you can at 4600 Yuan Moncada, also a great play at 44 He's been white hot, averaging 10.5 over his last 10. 14-3, 10, 14, 20 in his last five. So 10 or more in four over his last five. He got a price decrease. He's been in the fives lately. Down to 44 versus Animal Sanchez. And we know that lefties hit 357 off Animal. So Yuan Moncada, very much worth a play. If it's a one-off or part of a stack, no problem with that at all. So good value there between Moran and Moncada if you don't want to pay up at third base. Matt Carpenter of 4K if you want to go get some serious savings. Carpenter's been very up and down, but probably the most consistent Hitter of late for St. Louis. Lefty's 328. Righty's 317 versus Sandy Alcantara. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, some cheaper options. Maybe a Scott Kingery at 4K. You could definitely look at something like that. Brian Anderson at 39 for Miami against Waka. We've talked about them a few times. But uh, for the most part, you know, Justin Turner's been okay. You got Matt Chapman versus Morton's. Not the greatest matchup. You could look at a J.D. Davis in a, in a Mets GPP stack at 35 for some savings with some power upside, but not a ton that comes down after like Matty Carpenter that I really want to go attack if I don't have to. Shortstop position, you got the likes of a, a Trevor Story and Coors at 59. Probably not going to pay $59 for Story and Coors. It's always in play, but not one that I just love to go play at this point in time. But you like Javi Baez at 54 is interesting against Marquez. Uh, Dansby Swanson at 47 a part of your Atlanta stack so it could be very low owned and, and interesting but you slide on down like a Glamour Torres at 43 he's in play a Paul DeYoung GPP at 43 I don't hate that but the guy I'm looking at you want to save some cash at 42 he's been red hot Corey Seager against Griffin Canyon I respect Griffin Canyon but uh, Seager's been swinging a really really good bat you got the Dodgers with a team total about 5 Canyon's been good lefty's 263 righty's 290 so you do have that in play for sure but um Really good look there for Corey Seager at 42 if you want to save some cash. Farther down, you got D.D. Gregorius, who is back from the IL. Uh, he's been back for a handful of games now, three games overall, 0-21-6 in those three games. But one thing people need to remember about LDD, he loves hitting lefties. Much better against lefties than righties. Lefties hitting 299 on the season versus Jason Vargas. Got that short porch in, in, in right field for D.D. tonight, so that's something to keep an eye on in that matchup. Sliding on down, I mentioned Kevin Newman of Pittsburgh already at 38. He's in play for you. Ahmed Rosario at 36, very good savings. Hopefully hitting towards the top of that Mets order tonight versus Tanaka. But Ahmed at 36, I don't hate that at all. I, I use him quite a bit. So go take a look at Ahmed Rosario at that price point. Going to the outfield, got some interesting ones here. You got Chucky Blackman's back for Starvish at 58. He's in play. Mentioned Jay Bruce already. Austin Meadows at 54 could be a very, very solid look depending on who's pitching there for Oakland. Uh, David Dahl swinging a very, very hot stick. He's 5,300 bucks, averaging 13.3 over his last 10, hitting 330 on the year. He's back against Darvish at 53. I like that quite a bit for David Dahl. Going on down farther, like Juan Soto at 51 can be a sneaky nice play. People might overlook him on this slate going to Coors and everything. Again, Despaigne can be hit by lefties quite a bit. 
So Juan Soto at 51. Starling Marte will get overlooked as well at 51. Going up against Kevin Gossman. Uh, Marte averaging 11 points over his last 10. So remember that, that right used to Gossman extremely well. So keep him on your radar. We mentioned Bellinger at 51 already. Very good GPP players. He's ice cold right now, but could show up for you. But Austin Riley and Ronald Acuna Jr. only 4900 bucks. Joe Musgrove's been very hot and cold. Acuna averaging 11 over his last 10. Put up a 20 yesterday. We've mentioned... Um, We've mentioned him quite a bit, so don't forget that one in that situation with Ronald Acuna Jr. All right, going down a little farther here. You got the likes of, say, Cattell Marte at 47. Talked about him already. Uh, Avisel Garcia at 46. Keep an eye on that that A's starting situation because that could turn into something very interesting for Tampa Bay. Tanner Anderson's the man penciled in, coming from Vegas. Not sure if it's going to be a starter situation, how it's going to go. But if it is Tanner Anderson, Tampa Bay is going to be a very nice play outside of Coors. They currently have a projected 5.3 total in this matchup. Um, if that's the case, Tampa is very, very strong. And we'll be targeting them quite a bit. you got Brian Reynolds at Pittsburgh at 46. Keep an eye on. Like David Peralta has been back for Arizona. He's 4,600 here versus Joe Musgrove. 4, 7, 24, 12 in his last four. So something to keep an eye on there against um, Eikhoff in that matchup. You got a cheap Mookie, Mookie Betts at 45 versus Minor. The Gregory Polanco at 45 versus Gossman is very intriguing. And then Kyle Schwarber in Coors at 45. We like Schwarber in general, averaging 10.6 over his last 10, 16, 25, 8, 10, 14, 10 over his last six. Really crushing it. Now he gets Coors and gets Termal Marquez. I get it. But it's a really good spot here for um, um, Schwarber at 4,500 bucks, getting a piece of Coors at that price point. You have Bryce Harper at 44. Eventually it's coming. He's averaging 7.6 over his last 10. He has double digits in uh, two of his last four, seven or more in uh, four of his last five. So it's coming. He's 4,400 bucks versus Clark. Philadelphia has a f- total over five. Lefties are at 392 over, off of Taylor Clark. So Harper at 44 is a discount, and, and it's coming, folks. Just be, be, be ready for it. Uh, Conforto at 43 versus Tanaka. Very, very solid look for you there in that matchup. Again, Tommy Pham, if Tampa Bay gets the right setup against Anderson at 43, I like that a lot. Tampa Bay is getting more and more attractive as we go. Mentioned Garrett Cooper already at 42. You got Jason Hayward and Coors at 42. A couple options for you there. But when you slide on down to 4K and below, you, again, you got Dom Smith at 4K. You can look at Clint Frazier if you want at 4K in a GPP. Uh, Dom Smith pretty much got the same upside, a better, well, no, more, more contrarian matchup for him. Like Melky Cabrera versus Gossman at 4K is in play for you. Uh, you go below 4K now, and it gets a little quiet. It's very, very quiet. But let's see what this little update's about. Um, Corey Dickerson might be coming back here pretty soon. So that could be one to keep an eye on for tonight's action against Kevin Gossman. He might be coming back. You got Brian Anderson at 3900 bucks. Talked about him already in, to be contrarian with your fish. Other than that, it's going to be one of those check lineup type things. Jeff McNeil at 36. Uh, Brett Gardner, lefty-lefty, but Cameron Mabin's there at 36. Uh, Nick Markakis has been quiet, but if you're stacking, he's okay. J.D. Davis talked about him already. There are options down here. You just got to wait and see what the lineups give you to see how much you need to punt on this slate. All right, recapping your pitching. Again, up top, uh, Ryu, Sale, Morton. In the middle, Sanchez, Tanaka. Down below, Darvish, Musgrove, and Alcantara. Uh, Looking at the stacks on this slate, the Nats versus Despania can be very, very interesting depending on what line that they run out there. But, you know, you obviously got Coors versus Darvish and, and Marquez. Personally, I always like the the road team over the home team unless the matchup's pitching-wise is really, really bad. I love targeting Marquez because he gets super low Colorado ownership. 
that's a, a beautiful thing. And it's a Cubs offense, you know, with a 341 Woba and a 201 Isovers right-handed pitching, and now they're in Coors Field. It's Marquez. It could happen, but then you get the Colorado bullpen. The Cubs could be a very low-owned Coors stack for you tonight. But Atlanta versus Joe Musgrove, very, very nice. So is Pittsburgh versus Kevin Gosman. Don't sleep on Pittsburgh. Don't sleep on Arizona versus Eikhoff. Those are two really good ones. Then Tampa Bay, very, very nice versus Oakland. So you don't have to go to Coors. Obviously, the Yankees versus Vargas, there's other ones to take. But if you're not going Coors and you want to be a little different, my different stacks I do like Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Arizona. Those four are some I'd really keep an eye on. And maybe sprinkle in some Philly. But if you're staying out of Coors, Atlanta versus Musgrove, Pittsburgh versus Gosman, I like a lot. Um, and then you got Tampa Bay, who I like a lot. Pittsburgh and Tampa might be my, my two favorites, especially outside of Coors. And then Arizona at four and a half. And there's, let's go BVP hunting on this slate. Matt Olson has taken Charlie Morton deep. Chris Davis taken him deep twice, but not a ton of just consistent success there for the A's. Brett Gardner, four for 13 with a homer off Vargas. Didi's got a homer off of him. Hicks has, has one. Hicks hits lefties very, very well. Kendrick Morales has two. Uh, when you go down farther, you don't have a ton of good BVP. Your bets and JD have taken Mac Minor deep. It's Dribble Cabrera, 10 for 38, four doubles, two homers, only 263 average versus Chris Sale, but that's better than most people do against Chris Sale, to, to put it bluntly. Um, Dansby, Acuna, and Freeman have all taken Musgrove deep in small samples. Moran, Polanco, Diaz has taken Gossman deep in small samples. Polanco, four for 12 with a double and a homer. Moran, three for eight with a double and a homer. Small sample stuff. But Jose Abreu, 13 for 26, hitting 500 with three doubles and two home runs for Sandoval Sanchez. That's very nice in that matchup. Nolan Arenado, four for 10 with a home run versus Darvish, Trevor Story, and Ionetta have taken him deep, only hitting 211 as a team. So keep that in mind, but not a lot of BVP on this slate. One last thing, let's take a look at the sheets from Fantasy Sports DJ's member, Mike Tuck. He updated the sheets for us this morning. His top projected point pitchers, Charlie Morton at 20, almost 24. Uh, Ryu, Sale, Anibal, and Jason Vargas actually wrap around his top five. Uh, we look at projected value when it comes to pitchers. Alcantara, Vargas, Morton, Sanchez, Musgrove would be his top value pitchers on this slate. When you t- look at projected points for hitters, his top projected points, you got Schwarber leads the way, which is awesome. Uh, Baez, Turner, Bruce, David Dahl wrap around the top five there. And when you look at projected value, for the bats, Schwarber's the top value. Then it's Drupal Cabrera, Carlos Gonzalez. Cargo and, and Coors is really cheap. That's another option for you there. Todd Frazier and Brandon Lau wrap out the uh, value. Come to the Fancy Sports DJ Slack chat if you'd like to check out those sheets. They are available to all the Slack chat members. All right, that'll wrap up the nine-game slate. Fun one on tap tonight. Watch the weather. Again, weather, rain permitting about three of the places in the Northeast. Yankees, Phillies, Boston, those ball games. Keep an eye on those. But other than that, really good stuff. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you need any help with anything, give me a rating and review on iTunes. I'd much appreciate it. And check out the Quantage.com promo code Bubba for everything you need there. Join us in the member Discord with all your questions or at fantasysportsdegens.com in the Slack chat there. But until tomorrow, this was MLB DFS Cook It's your Monday, June 10th edition. I'm out.